Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Calgary Bros Football Podcast. This is Uncle CB here, and we've got Victor Speck on the other side. What's up, yo? Happy Monday, everybody. Hope you guys are all doing great as awesome as always. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, we've got uh, a banger of a show today, you know what I'm saying? Absolute banger of a show. The Premier League is back, right? After mm-hmm. the FA Cup games. <laughs> Um, and uh, we've also got the African Nations Cup. We've got the number one correspondent here, better than uh, what they call that dude from uh, ESPN. Um, I think it's Musa Okwonga or something. Better than Musa Okwonga. That's what I'm going to call him. Musa Okwonga. We've got Victor Speck, who's our African correspondent. This guy knows everything about African football. Who's going to win it? Who's going to take it? And in the meantime, um, he also is supporting... Uh, probably either the second best or the third best uh, Premier League team this season. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's not a bad thing considering, you know, uh, Manchester United is like the seventh best team so far this season. So, I mean, you guys should uh, wear your second and third place with honor and pride, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but... Um, you know, today we'll kick things we'll kick things off first of all with uh, you know um, Chelsea because I think this should be the the one right at, right top and front and center because uh, uh, that was the first game um, on Saturday early morning for us uh, five thirty mm-hmm. in the morning. Um, yep. So so we'll kick we'll kick things off with that and then we'll jump over into some. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know if this is worth covering uh Manchester United but I think maybe we're gonna have to like you know <laughs> diversify ourselves because United ain't doing anything this season so mm-hmm. maybe really start putting uh putting our focus on uh, other teams um yeah. but uh yeah so we'll cover some United cover Aston Villa because Coutinho's return and you know he the guy always does his bits against Manchester United so I wasn't surprising what he did yeah. uh so we'll touch on that we'll touch on on, on Villa and um Maybe a couple of other things. Uh, big, big news. Benitez is sacked. Yeah, about uh, time. Yeah, he <laughs> for the longest time. So we'll chat about that a little bit. Um, and uh, then we'll jump over to our beloved African Nations Cup. Um, but just to kind of start things off, Chelsea versus Manchester City. Vic, how was that game, man? Wow, that game was, that game was incredible, man. Honestly, <laughs> I got to see a lot of things in that game. And uh, <clears throat> I actually went back and reanalyzed it um, last night, actually, and uh, really watched it and really understood what the hell was happening there. Um, the team was... <clears throat> so, basically, our pressing scheme, right, when we pressed City, we got the ball, right? We got the ball. It was just what to do with it at the times when we did it, right? And... Uh, we were lacking in like that final, either that final ball or that final finish. That was where it was. Um, the only thing that really, because like City pressed us majority of the game, but they only got two chances out of pressing us. You know, they got that chance where Grealish, uh, Grealish had that break and he uh, pretty much like went up with it and, and then kept a save there. Beautiful, beautiful save. Only thing, that really separated it was pretty much just that Kevin De Bruyne or oh, oh heaven, heaven De Bruyne strike. <laughs> um, 
and him not going down when Kante was going directly for him. Kante could have done better by staying up and just, you know, just putting pressure on him because I think he wouldn't have been able to take the shot. But Kante, Kante dived down and literally went in for him, right? So basically, based on my analysis, I found the first half, Lukaku was not pressing, right? The hold-up play was trash. The bad, he was trying to find ways to do bad flicks, but he was he would do like he would do the flicks, but then they would go to the opponent. So it really didn't matter like what he was doing at that point, right? Um, the front three were they were not engaged and, and they were not like and they were they weren't really engaged because Lukaku was not precise. You know what I mean? So if Lukaku is trying to flick the ball. He's got to make sure that that person is right next to him if he's flicking it. That way he can get the return ball. But he, he wasn't doing it, right? And basically, like, he should have just been way better at holding up the play, right? Holding up the play and and then settling things down and bringing his team in it. But no. And he needs to pick his head up more because, like, if he, if he freaking uh, – if he looked up in that one breakaway – he would have known that Ziek was freaking offside and he would have sent that ball over to Alonso. And that would have been a goal. I'm pretty sure that would have been a goal because Alonso was in the clear right there, but Ziek was so offside. And Ziek's also got to have that uh, that awareness where it's like, if I'm here, like I need to drop and I need to drop and I need to catch this line because if this ball comes to me, it's like, bro, this is it. You know, like if this ball comes to me, like I need to be in that area where it's like I'm not offside and I know that I have the opportunity to finish this chance. You're playing against City, man. You're playing against Manchester City. They do not give up that much opportunities. And when they do, you have to bury it. No matter how much minimal chances that you may have to play against them, but this, uh-uh, like you need to finish that. And I could see, I could see Toko and he was so pissed off. The first half, we didn't register a shot on target. We actually we didn't register a shot. Forget about shot on target. We didn't register a single shot in the first half. Like, yeah. And then, um, uh, you mentioned something real quick uh, before you started, you know, going on a tangent here. I wanted to kind of touch yeah. on uh, Alonso because uh, personally, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I uh, I tweeted in the game and I, I was like, man, Alonso is pretty bad. Like uh, generally, like we can we can touch on the Lukaku, but I think that would be a big piece. But Alonso just looked really bad, man. Like it's like mm-hmm. they targeted him. Uh, yeah, did you notice that at all when you were rewatching? Of course, of course, I noticed it, and that's what City was doing because obviously they were they were what what was happening. So you you know usually how we have our wing backs like as our main threat, right? Yeah, people exactly. stretching those wing backs out. Like he was making sure that there was a guy. Who was stretching so far back that literally the wingbacks were following the guy? You know what I mean? Like it was, it, he nullified our wingback threat, and that's Pep's a freaking genius, man. Like I will always say this, no matter what, one hundred percent, Pep is a fucking genius. He knew that in order to in order to play against Chelsea, you needed to put him in the you need you need to nullify their wingback threat because that's where majority of our attacks come from. The wingbacks bomb up, and then all of a sudden we create so much space and we stretch them. But no, not against City. They stretched us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, the, the thing is, they use their, their fullbacks to double up on you guys' yeah. wing. 
fullbacks, right? So they use the not only did they use the fullbacks, they also used their wingers as well to to freaking go there, right? So it was it was now like not only one try, it was now double, double two, and then pretty much yeah, in a two v one, and then um uh one thing another thing too was like pretty much like uh so obviously you know. Uh, Ziek and Pulisic were both playing as the the tens, right? Mm. And uh, basically, like Pulisic was more on the wing side, and then Ziek was like right below. He was playing the Mason Mount role, right, pretty much. And like they just couldn't find the right situation. And and th- this game, Pulley actually did piss me off because like he would get some chances, but I, this was I kind of I kind of feel like. Um, what is it? When you go back to the days of Eden Hazard, right? Yeah. Hazard, the ball will come straight to Hazard, right? And he will be in such a in, in such a crazy position, but he will make things happen. I'm not saying Pulisic is Hazard, but he, you're wearing the number 10. You got to take some risks, you know, like as that 10. You have to take some risk. Put the opposition on pressure. You know you have the direct style. And I kind of feel like in a way this season has... Has made has uh, has made uh, uh, policy kind of go away from his directness because he's not that direct anymore because they're playing him in a position that he's not thriving at. Now another thing is like so when Pulley let, let's hold up on this. You said they're playing him too cool. So you're telling me Tuku's playing him in a position he's not thriving at. Yeah. So Tuku... remember remember when uh, when um, I hate to bring Lampard up but I have to um, remember when Lampard was there right. And Pulisic was being played in a 4-3-3, right? So there was no wing back. He didn't have to play those wing back situations. He just needed to be that winger, right? So he was more deadlier than ever because that's his best position. Either on the right or in the, on the left. I think more mostly on the left, Pulisic would give you like the craziest situations. But on the on on the on the left side, basically when he has that opportunity to play that winging role and fly down the freaking thing and then cut inside and do what he needs to do. I think he was way more efficient, but now I get it. Like, you know, your um, Tuko is trying to find ways to kind of utilize him. So he's basically playing him in a wing back situation, but to be honest, it doesn't suit him. There's so many times we've, we've been on, um, if you watch ESPN or if you watch like uh, the Chelsea forums or any of like, yeah, Chelsea TV or football therapy. Everybody says Pulley is being played not in his position, and it's it's yeah. true, it's absolutely true. But the only thing is because like that Tuchel wants to find ways to utilize him, so he's trying to play him as wing backs and trying to play him as striker as well, trying to get him to understand other positions. But still, I don't think a three four three or three five two is where Pulley belongs. I think he belongs in a 4-3-3 and he excels way more in a 4-3-3. That's where he's more dangerous. When he gets that ball and he runs directly at defenders and starts dribbling and starts doing the craziest things and you're just like, yes, yes, that's what we need, you know? But um, but basically, like, uh, in this in this sense, it was basically like he's playing as, as that, as on the right side, uh, he's not a wing back in this in this role, no. But because he doesn't have that consistency with playing in one single position, so he's not excelling at it. You know what I mean? Like, so it's 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 different. And plus, um, 
uh, Tuku hasn't played him as a as a, one of the tens in the past, like maybe like six, five, six months. You know what I mean? The only time I seen him play that ten position was when uh, when uh, we played against who was it? Um, it was when basically when Tuku first came into the into the club, right? So he was yeah. playing him like basically in that ten position. But he only played him one game in that ten position. After that, it was like Mason Mount, Mason Mount, Mason Mount, right? So only um uh, then then he did it with uh, Mason Mount and uh, Pulley in the Real Madrid game, and Pulley excelled in that. But then it was like all of a sudden now he's not playing that position no more. He's not anywhere close to where he needs to be or where he excels at. So because I think it's because the consistency pulls him away from all of that, right? Because he's not consistent in that position. Like, think about it this way. Um, guys like Mane, guys like Mohamed Salah, they're playing in a 4-3-3. They're playing in that winging position now. They're even more deadly, right? Because they've now had the consistency with that position for a long duration of time. So the consistency is there. The 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 um the position IQ is there as well, where you need to be, all of that, how you need to play the ball, everything is just on point, right? Yeah. But wow. in this game, yeah. In, in this game, you could see like I'm not gonna say like if you watch if you watch the game, Pulley did not lose the ball. He did not, right? But it's just taking those risks, like kind of like Kovacic has, you know, like carrying the ball, like driving it, driving it into the spearhead of of a of a of an opponent's defense, you know. That's the type of shit that gets them scared, you know. And that's something that I feel like Pulley has been lacking for a while, right? And um, I I will I will say one thing though in regards to um uh, what they call it uh system when I watched it I felt that uh, Thomas uh, had it wrong in my opinion I think he I think I don't know maybe this was a thing but I saw Ziak a lot on the left side and I saw Pulisic along the right side yeah and I felt like you should have just swapped them that they're mm-hmm. better off opposite because Ziak has a right foot and Pulley has a no Ziak has a left foot and Pulley yeah. has a right foot yeah, yeah Ziak likes to cut in Pulisic likes to cut in too as well. Yeah. Uh, maybe I think what he was thinking, and this is maybe the other thing I want to kind of jump into because I know I don't want us to spend all day on Pulisic, Lukaku. I think maybe a part of it is he's thinking about Lukaku. So mm-hmm. he's thinking that, um, you know, uh, City would not give us the opportunity to just like, oh, you know, yeah, you can just cut in and shoot. They're not going to mm-hmm. do that, right? So yeah. City, if anything, City will really be, um, uh, what you call it, uh, uh, will push you a lot to the width. They they will mm-hmm. they will force you out wide. Yeah, so, so you can score you can score no goals from there. Yeah, Tuchel's idea was I'm gonna try to get keep uh, uh, Pulisic at his dominant foot and Ziyech at his dominant foot, yeah. and that's where the crosses are gonna come in, and that's uh-huh. how they're gonna get the goals. But unfortunately, what mm. ends up happening is when he tries to do that. Um, uh, what they call it? Uh, uh, when when it, when it, when he tries to do something like that, um, the they don't get enough opportunities to affect the game in such a manner. So now he ends up looking, you know, kind of looks silly at the end of the day, right? But 
that's I think that is what yeah. he was thinking of because he's thinking Lukaku, let's mm-hmm. cross him the ball, let's do things like that. Um, but then on Lukaku's side, uh, I want to talk about um, you know Lukaku's performance, and even after the game, uh, they asked Tuchel about him, and um, and Tuchel was not Tuchel was not happy. I was not even happy, bro. Because- Yeah, hello. You cut out there, Vic. Yeah, so yeah, there were there were so many times that Lukaku had the ball, and he, he yeah. should have just held it up. There was no pressure, and he still lost the ball. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that was very frustrating. And I keep saying, and I, I I say this. Remember when I said Lukaku is not the guy to kill the big fish, but he's the one to to fry the small fish, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I've been saying this for how long? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but remember, that's why we we brought Lukaku in for the for those games where it's like we need to kill the small guys off, right? He's not yeah, meant for the big really, games, but you can find ways to utilize him. But he needs to work on that touch, man. Holy crap, my god! Like watching that shit, <clears throat> and then the ball, like it takes me back to the Manchester United days when oh, Lukaku yeah. was playing there, and I was just like. Bro, yo, it doesn't even need to be that bad, bruv. Just fucking bring the ball down, calm yourself down, look what's around you, send the ball in, and then break in. It's not a, yeah. it's it's not rocket science, man. You know, it's not rocket science, but he seems to make it like that. He feels like he's always under pressure. Somebody's trying to pressure him, and it's like, bro. There's no pressure on you. Just relax. Yeah. Relax. So, Chest the ball, yeah. relax it, you know? Yeah. The, the, the thing is, um, uh, I saw this uh, on, on online the other day. Somebody was saying, look, Lukaku is not bad. Um, personally, me, I have my own opinions about Lukaku. But I think, I still think that, you know, he has what it takes to help you guys get what you guys want to achieve, right? He has that. But the thing the problem is you don't get a hundred million striker like Lukaku, who needs a specific type of system around him for it mm-hmm. to work. Um, and you you look at what um, Conte said. Conte Conte came out and said, uh, you know, they're not using Tuchel's not using him properly. You know, and um, uh, we're we're starting to we're starting to see that be effective in in the uh, what they call it in the uh, uh, games right now. Um, yeah. Tuchel is not using him effectively. He's playing him uh, as the lone striker. Lukaku needs a second striker to work with him, uh, like Lataro Martinez did. Um, yeah. But but for a guy that's hundred million, you know, I get I get where I get where Conte uh, is coming from, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I also don't buy that because you have to be you, you have to understand that. In a game, especially a game against Manchester City, you're going to be playing against the whole unit, the whole 11 on the pitch, right? Yep. So you're exactly. playing against the whole unit. You need to be dialed in. You need to, your touches need to be crisp. Your movement needs to be needs to be efficient and have intent and purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and your execution needs to be next to flawless. It's not going to be flawless because you can never get a 10 out of 10, but it right. needs to be next to flawless. Um, and, uh, you know, part of me, I'm a half, half and half. The part of me is like, Hey, look, Tuchel, I, I mean, sorry, Lukaku, you need to take some responsibility because obviously 
the 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 the, the coach is not going to play for you, right? Um, <laughs> and then the second part of me is like, uh, Tugel, you actually need to find a way to get this guy the support he needs. And the mm-hmm. two things that I look at, even though yes, you wanted to get the crosses into the box and all that, but I actually think instead, actually having a guy like Ziyech on the right, Pulisic on the left, or maybe even Mount on the left. Uh, would have done him a lot of justice uh, mm. than uh, than what we saw there. So uh, at the end of the day, it's uh, it's still the boss's decision, right? Like at the end of the day, the coach is the coach. It's still the boss's decision. He gets to decide what he wants. You heard um, you heard you, you heard what uh, Tuko said, right? When they asked when they questioned him about the service of Lukaku and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like yeah. even he needs to make his own service. Like he was exactly. he was yeah. he was straight and. And these are the same criticisms that we had. Look, the, the thing, this is why a part of me is like, I I kind of put that blame as well on Tuchel himself. And the reason why I'm saying this is uh, you knew what you paid for. Like, this is not a, this is, this is not a, a foreign thing. This is not like, oh, all of a sudden Lukaku is struggling with uh, his touch or mm-hmm. you know, creating chances or, or keeping a football or laying it off properly or things like that. These right. are the things that I, they you guys have heard it previously on so many podcasts like i've had people battle me about lukaku like over time and i said look i i, I will say this again uh say this over and over and over again mm-hmm. lukaku is not uh uh what they call it um he, he he's not an all-star striker everybody he like he his pr likes to make him look like an all-star striker right mm-hmm. they always try to put him in the pedals to that oh he's 100 million he's not a 100 million uh pound striker i wouldn't even put him as a as a 75 million pound striker i think mm-hmm. he's a solid solid 50 60 million pound striker maybe yes yeah, as once again he will beat the small guys he will not beat the big guys but it's not a surprise everybody knew this about lukaku well not every except for the people who want to be deluded um you know uh, uh, uh think that way but a, a lot of people knew this so in my opinion, Tuchel needs to take some shoulder some responsibility because he knew what he was signing up for. And a striker mm-hmm. like Lukaku is not a striker that's strong on his own. It doesn't yeah. you see if you watch Belgium, go watch Belgium. Lukaku's up on his own, right? Against small teams. What does he do? He beats them every time. Yeah. Ten out of ten, he will beat them, right? Yeah. The day he faces Italy, the day he faces France, the you day have to he play faces with France, another person. Exactly. It's like you need you need to put another guy right beside him. You need to say, okay, Hazard, stay beside Lukaku to do something. Mm-hmm. And that was the same thing with Inter. Conte yeah. figured that out very early. Look, I cannot I cannot get this guy to perform at the highest level um, without some support. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give Lataro Martinez, who's there to link up with him. If Lataro is not there, Alexis Sanchez is there to link up with him. So. Yeah. You you have you have that high, uh, what they call it, uh, uh, that high level um, of support for him, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I think really what where the mess up was uh, was with uh, Werner. Like, wh- what is Werner doing? Why is Werner not make, getting minutes at uh, Chelsea, right? What, yeah, why is he not- I don't. I think uh, what was happening with Werner. I think he caught COVID, and then he was no, he was injured. Then he caught COVID, kind of like the similar situation with uh, with uh, Lukaku, when he caught that injury. Then he caught COVID right after, 
right when he was about to come back and then that sets them back another like two three weeks because you have to work that COVID out right okay. makes sense but I'll see I'll see still just play him <laughs> if yeah. he's back he, played, he brought play he brought him, he, he brought him in at the at I the know, I know, I know, but it was too late. It was too late. What about Mount? What about you know Mount? Somebody who works very well in that half space that he wants Lukaku at, right? Yeah. He likes putting he likes putting Mount uh, in the half space. I know Kai mm-hmm. Havertz back, but he's out of form, so he's not playing him. But yeah, I, I want I just wanted you guys to look back at this, right? Mm-hmm. You guys won the Champions League without Lukaku. Yeah, we did. Right? Just think of it. You had Timo Werner. You had mm-hmm. Kai Havertz and you had um, uh, Mason Mount, and they all did a phenomenal job to get the results that you guys were looking for. Mm-hmm. So, where is it all of a sudden that you guys cannot find the the uh, um, how do I call it uh, the idea or the uh, or the way to to beat uh, uh, City? Where is yeah. it that you guys cannot find that? Right. I think it got it got it got mostly lost in the in the in the transition when we because we had like nine transitions in that first half, right? A, a, a few beautiful a, transitions, I, but we just can't I, find I the right answers. I know it's I I know it's not the right answers, but I'm just saying maybe Tuku is overthinking it. That's I, I I this loss. I think that it's fair enough to call out whoever needs to be called out. Alonso had a bad game. Lukaku mm-hmm. had a bad game, right? Right. But maybe you guys should look at the manager now. Maybe you guys should start asking him questions and saying, look, it worked for you before. What worked for you before? Mm-hmm. What, was, what was so phenomenal that all of a sudden uh, um, uh, City couldn't do anything uh, yeah. to you, right? So I think, I think in, a game, in a game against, uh, say, a team like Liverpool, you can play, you can play Lukaku. But you can play him like maybe after like the 60th, 70th minute. Then in a game against City, I don't think you should play um, Lukaku because you need you need to be precise. Your touch needs to be precise, and he's not that type of guy, right? But you could play him as well if you're playing in a in a in a formation where you have two two strikers, so somebody who can who he can bounce the ball off, right, and actually do all those flicks and tricks that he's trying to do, right? But in a game, but you have to be really critical on how you're planning on doing it, right? Like in this game, in this game today, I would have even, I wouldn't have my, my, uh, minded having Kai Havertz because mm-hmm. I know his touch is not going to disappoint me. <laughs> yeah, you know. And but then I, I, will, I will, I will say this though. That's a very crazy take to say. Like you know, I mean, you have to be really ballsy to look at um, Lukaku. You paid a hundred million. For Lukaku, and you're not playing him in the biggest game in the league. Come this on. is this is this is another thing too. Why, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, sometimes the price don't fucking matter. <laughs> I know. I, know, what you, I, know what I think. I think it's Pep because Pep is benching Grealish, bro. He yes, he plays him on the big games, and they paid a hundred million. Tuko just needs to do the same thing if he needs. If he needs to bench him, you know. I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that because that's something that us in in um, what they call it uh, in theory we can yeah. we can say we should do. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to reality, can you really do that? Um, and when you say Pep, 
Pep is a different beast. Pep has so much pedigree, right? Yeah. yeah. He has so much pedigree that he can get away with that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Pep can literally wake up right now and say, I'm not playing. Uh, uh, that game, he didn't play Ruben Diaz, the best center no, back. Eventually. <laughs> right? right? He's the he's the best center back right now, and mm-hmm. he didn't play him. And that's what I'm saying. Like Pep can literally do something like this and get away with it because it's Pep Guardiola. If this mm-hmm. was if this was anybody, you could say why why can't Tuchel? Tuchel just won a champion. Like, absolutely, Tuchel can do it. But I can guarantee mm-hmm. you, the whole world will be fuming when he dropped Lukaku for Liverpool. Every like there were the fans were split. Some people were like, yeah, the right thing. Some people were like, nope, the wrong thing. I agreed with him because I thought yeah. it was you know context of what was happening was the right thing. But if I look at it, I think Lukaku actually is perfect for a team like Liverpool, right? Yeah. Where they're bouncing that's off why, him. That's why. Um, that's why. That's why I said bring him in at like the 60th to 70th minute. He will nah, get the job. Start him. Start him because he is necessary for whatever you guys want to do against Liverpool. Against City, you have a blueprint. What worked so well last time, utilize it again, right? Yeah, we, so, we beat them three times in a row with that. Yeah, so I don't know why he... I just think Tuchel is like, oh, I've got this big striker. I think he can do things. He can finish for me. I'm going to use it. But the the stuff, the build-up, the progression of play that yeah. gets before, uh, before the final... Uh, uh, the the Before we get to the end product, he's not even... He can't even get you guys there because he's just not that guy, right? Yeah. So um, I, I, think, I think you guys should... Uh, uh, I think Tuchel needs to kind of revisit what worked for him and just balls it out and just say, look, this is what worked out for my team um, in the past and uh, it's risky, but I'm going to try mm-hmm. doing it again. And 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 if he loses, it's going to be a big gamble because if he loses, everybody's going to be like, what's wrong with you, right? But if, he, win, if he wins or he gets the result, man, they'll call him a genius, right? And that's, that's the thing, right? Yeah, he'll stake his claim. Cool, man. Um, I think that was mostly what I wanted to cover on that piece on Chelsea, but I wanted to kind of jump over the city side because I think we shouldn't neglect. Oh, uh, bro! Before before we go, before we, we no, 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 no more, no more. Chelsea, Chelsea stuff. No, no, no. We got, we got to, we got to talk about the guy who was running that defense on, uh, uh, for Chelsea, bro. For Chelsea, yeah. no, no, no. Let's, yeah. uh, we don't have any person because you guys let uh, Kevin De Bruyne score the worldie when no, no, no bro. we have to, we have to talk let's about Milan. Milan, Star, Milan Star. Star. I want to give City some, I want to give them some clout because I think uh, this is not a Chelsea podcast. This is, you know, the Calgary Bulls podcast. So let's focus on other things right now. City is the next piece because I, I, you know, you guys' defense considered a goal. I'm sorry. You guys are not, there's nobody running nothing. At the end of the day, you guys uh, took the L. So take the L. So let's talk about yeah. City. Grealish came back. Um, and uh, with Grealish coming back, uh, you know, 100 million. That's what we were, you know, currently saying. Mm-hmm. But how did he look like for you? Grealish? You only had one chance. You only had one chance. But how did it look like? Is it is it about chances or is it about like what he did prior to getting the game? Do you do you think that this guy looks like his hundred million dollar uh sorry pound uh, price tag? You know, honestly, I wasn't really focused so much on Greenwich, but I saw him like maybe like a couple of times. Other than that, I don't think he had really that much crazy effect on the game. The person who 
I'd say would have the crazy effect on the game was Heaven De Bruyne and Phil Foden and uh, what do you call it, Sterling, that was just bursting through the through the right side all the time. So they were bursting through the right side. Now, if uh, uh, you so you're saying that Pep is justified in benching Grealish uh, all the time, like he's hundred oh, percent. Pep, Pep, Pep is justified in in benching whoever he wants. Yeah. You know, he's be, he's 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 justified in benching whoever he wants. It don't matter who it is. He's he knows he he has a he has an idea who he's benching, and there's a reason he's probably doing it, right? So, but honestly, um, it's still kind of weird. I still don't feel like like Grealish is a City player. I still feel like he's more of a Manchester United player. But yeah, it's still yeah. it's kind of it's kind of weird. But I guess t- only time will tell. You know, it's only like a matter of next season and we'll see what Grealish has, right? But for this season, I don't think it's going to be too much contribution, maybe closer to the end of the season, kind of like how Chelsea did with Kai Havertz in the uh, last year, last season. He came alive uh, really a lot in the in the, in the closing stages of the season. So maybe we'll see that. Um, it just depends on if Pep continues to play him and keeps playing him and then we'll see what he's actually actually made of if it's Hundred million, but I still think that Aston Villa got a steal nicely. <laughs> but, well, you can say that Aston Villa got a steal, but wouldn't uh, Aston Villa would need a guy like Grealish right now, considering the way they're playing? But uh, we'll get to them in a bit. Um, oh, that's done, man. They got yeah, yeah. We'll get to after when we get to them. We'll we'll, we'll talk about them. Yeah. But yeah, Grealish, uh, Grealish, yeah, you know, I, I, I said this earlier before, you know, he's a United player. You can yeah. see the way he plays is United through and through. But the problem is, um, I think the thing is, Pep needs some time to get rid of, uh, to get rid of that, to get rid yeah. of that um, type of player. He, yeah, yeah. Needs, you know, yeah, to clean that up. Yeah. Uh, that's probably what he's trying to do with this season. Yeah, and and I'm not I'm not uh, holding my breath, not seeing him play. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people are making fun that oh he's not hundred million. Look, I don't think he's hundred million. I think he's fifty million at best. Um, exactly. You know, I'm not making, exactly. I'm, <laughs> got the got that steal, bro. I'm saying I'm not making fun of him. I just think that that's that's the that's the price tag that you should have put on him. But because mm-hmm. he's so important to Aston Villa. They put up a hundred million price price tag, and City were willing, all willing to pay that price. Yeah. Um, if we if we go over now uh, to look at uh, Kevin De Bruyne, that goal, man. You know, no, no, so no, 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 no. You we can't, can't we can't we can't call him Kevin De Bruyne anymore. We have to call him Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> I, I like how people are awakening to uh, Kevin De Bruyne. After for years, I've been telling people that this guy is just the best midfielder. But people always, I mean, some people are aware aware of that. Yeah, but I think some, some other people were like, you know, uh, maybe it's mostly United fan base because our fan base has been acting pretty stupid lately, and uh, they've they've been trying to compare him to Bruno. And I'm like, come on, guys! Like, no, heaven, heaven, the Bruno is different, bro. Heaven, the Bruno is just different gravy. Yeah, um, that goal was that goal was beautiful, and we had a conversation. You, uh, one of my other coaches from my club, uh, we had a conversation about the goal, and yeah. you were saying, you were saying how. Uh, 
uh, what they call it, it was Kepa's fault. So after you watched the replay, would you still say that was Kepa's fault? So um, they actually they actually did an analysis of this on the actual Premier League thing, and they actually yeah. spotted everything that I was looking at, right? And literally, but it's not Kepa's fault. The only thing is the way Kevin went into the defense, that's what made Kepa move to the right. So when that ball came, I still think Kante shouldn't have dived to go and like tackle him. He should have followed him all the way through because sometimes the Bruyne is that type of player that doesn't go down, right? So yeah, um, he comes as he's coming in, as he's cutting in, as he's cutting in, he sees um, uh, Thiago Silva and the defense is moving back. They're moving back, so they're moving back, and then literally. He's, he he knows what he wants to do and he's trying to bend it through the defender. He even said that in the in the in the in the post-match interview. He's like, I was trying to bend it through the defender and, and see where the space was at because he he lifted his head up and he was looking. But I think what happened was when he's when when he was carrying that ball, there was a, a um inch of a second that was literally where the ball got stuck on his leg, right? So it got stuck on his leg, and as he was going, he stopped. And as soon as he stopped, after that, he took the shot. So when he stopped, Kepa probably thought, oh, my God, he's probably trying to wire it to this side. And Kevin De Bruyne is known for that. You know, yeah. he's taking yeah, he's he taking some, yeah, he's taking some crazy shots like that. And people are just like, it's unbelievable. So maybe Kepa was thinking in a sense where he stopped, he thought he was going to change the direction, but no, Kevin moved in more and then sliced that that bread nicely. And that was yeah. beautiful, you know? But um, they were saying on the analysis and they were like, um, they're going to tell him when they review this goal in, in, the, in the Chelsea tactical room and shit, when they review this goal with Kepa, they will literally tell him, Mate, you're in a good position. Why did you move? Don't move. Just stay there. Because if he was there and he didn't make that move to the right and Kevin De Bruyne took that shot, Kepa would have saved it. But he was off by an inch. And uh, the guy also made a very he, he also made a very good point. He said, if it's Mendy, no, that goal is not going in. Because he says the wingspan of Mendy would have covered that whole, that whole net. Because... He would have not taken that step to the right. He would have stayed in that position. And when that ball came, boom. He has to trust that his defender, at, at the moment when he's trying to take that shot, right, his defender will block that side or something will happen, God God willing. <laughs> like, at that point, you're willing. And basically, the defender will cover. It's kind of like a free kick. Remember, we were watching that, we were watching that game yesterday, and that guy literally, <laughs> that keeper literally put his wall on one side, but then decided to stay in that side instead of moving to cover the other side. That's pretty much what it was. And then you said, oh, it's about to be 5-1. And the, the guy took the free kick and scored. You know, it was it was kind of like that. You know, the guy, the, the defender, Thiago Silva, is already in that side. So he's kind of like the wall. Your job should be to cover the other side, the side that's yeah. open, you know. I I will I will say that the analysis is not fully correct. Uh, when you come to the wingspan thing, sure, yeah. I get that. Uh, you know, Mendy is just a bigger guy than Kepa is. Uh, Kepa yeah. is a dinosaur compared to Mendy. Yeah. 
but that's why that's why that's why if he's a smaller guy, he has to make those decisions a little bit earlier and more smarter. You know what I mean? So, but it's okay. I still I still think Kepa had an amazing game, bro. Honestly, just that goal that 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 was it. But honestly, he he had an amazing 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 game. Great, yeah, I think he had a good game, but I also I don't blame him at all for that goal. Though. I actually blame that on the defender, and that's yeah. because I come from the world of defense as a yeah. defender. But we also, but we also have to blame Kevin De Bruyne's genius. <laughs> yeah, it's not even. I, I think Thiago just did not re- react poorly. Um, yeah. The first thing you want to do is, yeah, he takes the near post. You know, Kevin can do that. He's very deadly with that. Yeah, no about that. But you close the angle. Quicker. The moment you saw uh, Kante lose the guy, that's when you're sprinting towards Kevin. If he mm-hmm. beats you, that's all nice and dandy. He beat yeah. you, right? Because then, because yeah. then you, because then you try. But then, what usually will happen is uh, these guys are professional players, right? It's not kids' football, amateur, yeah. right? If he beats you, other players will follow through, like will come in to cover, yeah. to provide cover. Exactly. Um, Thiago just backed off him, and I was just like, "What is Thiago doing?" Like, yeah, Thiago's I doing- think. You're a professional. You're very experienced, and you're professional. Close the gap. Like, mm-hmm. go to him. The least he can, the least you can do is foul him. Clo- go to him, um, and close the angle. Um, and because of that, you know, Kepa at the end of the day now recognize like, okay, you know what? Um, I, 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 you know, that last little shimmy, he has a split decision to make. And yeah. the genius with Kevin De Bruyne, you know, took him out of it. But I think. Yeah. It comes out of the defense. The defense needed mm-hmm. to just close the gap. That's that's my own my two cents. And and even yeah. Coach Ram even mentions that he says the defender needs to come out. Like no matter what you think, that defender needs to come out. If the defender doesn't challenge, yeah, or the no waits for him to shoot that challenges, I'm sorry, yeah. buddy. It's, you know that's what yeah. guy. Coach Ram, Coach Ram also said that Kante should have never gone there to like you know talk Absolutely. to talk to him. He should have just kept up with him, but. It is what it is, having the Bruyne. What can we say? The Chelsea defenders are very notorious for that, actually. Like, actually stepping back instead of moving to the challenge. Uh, like, uh, in the FA Cup final against uh, Leicester City last year, when uh, Yuri Tillemans buried that chance because Jorginho was just yes. backing off, right? So... No. But uh, but uh, either way, with things being what it is, City is basically going to be taking the Premier League at this stage. Yeah, it's, 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 it's City's title to lose now for sure. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Football. <laughs> we can never. We can never discount football, man. Football is always a beautiful thing. I don't. I don't think they're going to lose it. And the reason why is they've already played you guys. I think they have Liverpool to play next at home. They can yeah. lose. Four to lose the game to Liverpool. Um, and then who else is going to challenge them? United? <laughs> Tottenham? Ah, United, yeah, United is a good shout, man. Come on. No, you guys, no, no, you guys, need to, you guys need to wake up and realize, man, we have to fucking go out there and play our rivals. And you can't let them beat us, bro. <laughs> no, you know? they, they are going to beat us and they're going to beat us handsomely. So uh, <laughs> that's not even, after what we've seen, that's not even a, a joke. But it's sad because I really wanted a, a a Premier League uh, title race this really? season, but we're yeah. not going to get that. And then the other, on the other side of it too is, uh, look at how early it's done. Like Pep is, Pep is making a mockery of the Premier League, man. This guy, for me, he's he's becoming, if not, uh, uh, he can maybe you don't want to call him the greatest all time, but he's becoming like 
in my opinion, the best in our generation. Um, yeah, you know, hands sure. down. So it's uh, people always say, "Oh, he needs a billion to make his stuff work." <laughs> well, you try coaching players that are you know uh, worth a billion pounds. Uh, we saw Mourinho try that with Real Madrid. How many trophies did he win? One or two, right? Mm-hmm. Pep has gone to everywhere and has won five, six, seven trophies. And in the English Premier League, uh, England is Pep's, in my opinion. He's absolutely dominated England. And it's, it's crazy yeah. how he's done it. Um, anyway, uh, that's that piece there we've covered on Chelsea and City. We're going to jump over to United uh, Aston Villa. So this game, I don't know if you caught this game, um, but uh, it was, uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to give a lot of like stuff to United right now because there's just, um, there's a lot on the go right now for this, for this club. And uh, I, I keep saying it, the, the club, I can't, I've been telling people the club is done. I, I keep saying it. I don't know how else I could tell people that the club is done, but mm-hmm. Manchester United, the top club is finished. Like, Forget about United as a top club. The, how many years did they tell us like, "Hey, we're not a top club anymore"? We should have, we should have respected that. We should have, uh, you know, uh, known our place and just accepted it because we're just simply a, a, a mediocre, mediocre uh, club right now. And mm-hmm. I think uh, the other piece to that adds on top of that is, um, you know, the the. <laughs> Uh, the way the 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 joke, the way the way things are just happening, the, the way things are being that are, that are happening off the pitch, on the pitch. Um, uh, there's just so much on the go. So, I mean, the one thing I wanted to kind of really bring up before we even, uh, you know, get right into anything was for 30 minutes, this United team looked a little bit more active. It looked a little bit like okay, you can kind of see something that's going down. Yeah, if you look at the goals that uh, we scored, they were all—I mean, all goals are mistakes, right? But this yeah, goal, the, the first, the first, the first one was was weird. It was definitely was, weird. Because I watched, I, I watched, I watched a, a little, I watched a little bit of it. I think I dozed off around like maybe the fiftieth or the sixtieth minute. Yeah. But um, yeah, the first goal was weird with that uh, that free kick and Bruno, Bruno hit there. And it kind of looked like uh, like Cavani touched it, and then it just like snuck through uh, Emiliano Martinez, right? And they pretty much like scored like that. You guys had a few chances actually in the first half still, but um, just nothing nothing of note to bury off. And then in the second half, Bruno got that chance from that press from Fred, and that um, badass ball from As- uh, one of the Aston Villa players. And then uh, Bruno just came out and. He scored twice, but still, I think he could have done more. But um, it's okay. Yeah, there, there were there were chances. There were also chances for Aston. This was like if from a neutral standpoint, this was a very good game to watch because it was back and forth a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Aston Villa, you know, you could tell like they they were pretty aggrieved after the results um, uh, in the FA Cup. So they were doing yeah. everything to kind of get get something out of it, and and then they unlocked uh, um, Coutinho. Yeah, and as soon as I lost Coutinho, I was like, this doesn't look good. Like, you know, I, and the first thing I said was, Raf, you need to make it, you need to make a sub. You need to get somebody in that midfield that can get a hold of the ball, uh, that can, you know, keep it, that can pass it about, that can do something with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and lo and behold, uh, you know, uh, Coutinho got a hold of the ball and boom, 
a goal uh, mm-hmm. from. Um, and then the second try, uh, boom again. Coutinho uh, got a chance, and then goal. Um, mm-hmm. And regardless of the defenders that we put on, it always seems like that defense is ready to lead goals. You can put any combination: uh, Bayi, Lindelof, Varane, Maguire, Phil Jones. We will concede, and it's yeah. no and and it's no longer a matter of like the defense. Like you can talk about how bad the defense are, but it's more about what is in front of them. You mm-hmm. know, people in the modern game, just putting in a solid center back, is not going to solve all your problems. You need a right. solid midfielder. You need a solid defender. You need a solid goalkeeper. You need a, you even need a, a, a solid forwards around mm-hmm. who can help you, uh, 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 what they call it, uh, control uh, the game so that you're not uh, coughing up the ball every two seconds and then giving them possession uh, causing problems. So there's right. a lot of problems there. And I mean, a part of me was kind of happy to see the, the, the performance was sort of there. But on the other side, you're looking at uh, Raf Ragnick, man. Like I'm, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I think Ziab texted me. He was like, man, you know, why did we get rid of Ole? <laughs> I thought that was <laughs> funny. But, um, I, you know, just, just because, just because, Raf Ragnick is struggling with this team. And let's just think about it. It's only about what, how many games? Six games. And he's yeah. only lost one. He's only lost one technically. But mm-hmm. just because um, Raf Ragnick is struggling with this team uh, doesn't mean that Ole was better. And in fact, this team was built terribly. Yeah. You keep saying that. They were built terribly. They got, they got um, you know, they, they, they got players that just don't fit the system. There's no, they, and there's no real system. What is the system? Um, and I feel like most of these players, uh, if you look at the way the team is set up, is mostly set up for counterattacks. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Sit back, counter, sit back, counter. So, uh, Rafa, uh, Rafa um, has his work cut out, but I think he's not covering himself in glory either because, you know, the way the lineups he's choosing, the way the team is playing, it's mm-hmm. no, there's no, there's no big change, uh, or there's no real reflection of uh, what is the, um, of what he wants. So which, yeah. which, yeah, which, uh, which I think is, is 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 for him to take that blame, and he's not it. You know, he really mm-hmm. isn't it. But the one thing I really want to call out first, uh, before we jump over to Aston Villa, was um, the, the Marshall tobacco. I don't know if you saw this. But, yeah, I saw. Uh, where uh, where Ralph was pretty much like uh, we can't play him because he didn't want to play or he didn't want to travel or something. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. Marshall Marshall came out and spoke about it on his Instagram, <laughs> and was like, "I would never disrespect the club and I would never disrespect the fans. I'm always down to play." <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, what the heck is going on? Like, mm-hmm. you know how how would um. You know, how would the manager come out? Either the manager is blatantly lying, mm-hmm. right? Blatantly coming out and just telling us bullshit, which is like absurd that he's going to be doing that. Yeah. Or Marshall is blatantly lying. Um, but the way it looked like, I don't, I don't believe Raf. I absolutely don't believe Raf Ragnick in this case. Yeah. I believe, I believe uh, Marshall because Marshall. for him, the way, the, the way he came up and he brought that up, I was like, there's so much conviction for you to openly come out and like call out a manager like that and say, uh-uh, no, 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 don't lie on my name. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, I thought it was just like, 
weird. So um, I think Raph is taking it like, okay, you don't want to be here. I'm not going to call you up, right? Mm -hmm. So when people asked him, he's like, okay, well, you know what? He doesn't want to be a part of the, the squad. Like, he wants to leave this January. So I'm not I'm not going to risk playing him, you know, mm -hmm. get an injury, can't leave, right? Mm -hmm. um, so uh, versus uh, uh, what they call it, um, um, uh, you know, the Marshall, who's like, hey, man, I'm fit. I want to play. The reason why mm -hmm. I want to leave is because I'm not getting minutes and the World Cup is coming up. So, right. anyway, it's it's absolutely it was it was mad when I saw that thing. I was just like, I can't believe it, man. This club, like when I first was seeing things, like, ah, oh, yeah, this club is done, it's finished. I like I did not know how bad some of the things that we're seeing with uh, mm -hmm. with this team is. Like it is, it is getting, and I feel like it's gonna get worse, man. I feel like things are gonna get worse. Like right now, they've come out on the, the, the Instagrams, everybody's posting now. Oh, you know, go practice, blah blah blah. Fred is coming out, you know, Ronaldo's in the pictures. We saying, saying the winning team and all that. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, all that, yeah. Like, you know, Fred is coming out and saying, Oh, there's no uh drift in the dressing room, that's fake news, and all this. So even 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 Pogba. So what's yeah. going on with Pogba? They said he wasn't um he's not he, <laughs> The thing that was said was he has five weeks to return, and uh, but then under oh, under the, the thing says I'm I'm fit and ready to go. Yeah, it's six weeks. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying, man. Like, there's so much like fuckery. So, yeah, like there's so much. Like I knew United manipulated the media. Like I always knew this, right? Mm -hmm. But this is like open for everybody to see. Everybody's like, yo, man, you guys are lying. Like. Yeah, who the fuck is lying, right? <laughs> right, and 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 now Raf is coming out and saying things, and you're like, "Is this the guy that's going to be the consultant for United?" The fucking fake ass, like lying shit. Like, mm. what the fuck? So, <laughs> uh, so I think uh, I think it's just crazy that all this stuff is happening, man. And mm -hmm. um, I, I I don't know, I don't know how, I don't know how Raf is going to like solve this problem his football stinks um the players don't like him um yeah. and i don't care if the players don't like you like i don't i don't care like if the players don't like you that's on the players they can yeah, yeah. you know you're not there to make them like you right that's yeah. not what you're there for but still exactly. but still does it help you absolutely and if you don't like your ass you're not gonna be playing for your ass right yeah, exactly. um and uh you know he he is he is, he, and then worse, he is coming out and saying things in the media that the players are calling him out on, and and this is just like so messy. Usually, you won't see any of this shit uh, in the media, but all this stuff is blowing up, it leaks left, right, and center. Players mm -hmm. using their platform to like speak up. Um, yeah. As you said, Pogba is saying, "Oh yeah, I'm back." Everybody's saying, "Oh yeah, six weeks to come back." Why were they saying six weeks to come back? Like. And then the players coming up and saying, "Yeah, I'm back." You know, look at me on on Instagram and taking pictures with the play. Like, it is just <laughs> messy, man. Like, it's like this. It's fucking. This is on another level of like fuckery, man. But uh, back, yeah, back to the game and back to Aston Villa. Like, you know, looking at what Steven Gerrard is doing, man. Um, He's doing the Yeah, I'm impressed. I'm really impressed, and you know, I I'm looking at. 
if Grealish was on this Villa team, mm-hmm. what would it be like? Bro, oh, that would be different. Because okay. now, imagine if you had... So think about it this way. Remember when um, Grealish was on the team and then Ross Barkley came and Ross Barkley was like performing like Grealish? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that team was so deadly. But then yeah. it it dropped when uh when Barkley cut that injury, right? Because then mm-hmm. they weren't able to work together for that long anymore. But if now now we continue coming in, if Grealish was here, that'd be another deadly squad, bro. Like, mm-hmm. and plus, not only that, they just added Lucas Dean in there, like, mm-hmm. and you just saw what he did as well in this in this game against Manchester United. So, yeah. like, this. Gerard, and it's not even the end. He's bringing more players, right? He's yeah. bringing more players, and I, I like it. I like it. I like to see this. You know, I want to see, I want to see the guy compete. And bro, like he's so far, he's showing that you know he's he's competent. He's competent enough. His tactics are good. His tactics are not that he's just planning for one game only. It's like he's planning for the future, and you could see it, right? So it's a massive thing for for a manager when they believe in their identity and what they're trying to do, and they know that okay, this work will not be done now. It needs to be going all the way to the future, right? So yeah. you know, that's what I'm seeing, and and him uh, still with the with the connections that he has and trying to bring players in and like and the right type of players too, not like you're going to go buy some stupid person and just because you, you want some clout, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, yeah. But he's actually buying the right profile of players that he needs, and that's good, you know? And I also have to, we also have to give, like, um, um, a thumbs up to, like, the recruitment in Aston Villa as well is really good. It seems like them and Leicester City, when it comes to recruiting, they're, like, on point. They're finding players for, like, the cheap, and they're still like getting the stuff that they need done, right? Those, those guys, those guys are accomplishing a lot. Their recruitment's looking very well. And uh, yeah, the the one thing you're gonna say though, uh, you, I know what you mentioned about the recruitment. I thought their recruitment looked good, but they yeah. haven't really they haven't really panned out. Like you know, Leon Bailey hasn't panned out. Yeah, um, yeah. There was another guy too that they brought in. Um, Bailey was uh, was Dean Smith signing, right? Yeah, yeah, he was Dean Smith signing. Yeah, absolutely. I but think honestly, I know, I know Bailey right now is he's injured, right? Yeah, yeah, I think he's injured. But well, I don't know if he played last game. I can't remember now. When Bailey was in Bayer Leverkusen, give him. Um, I think it was like the first year when the first the first year he arrived, he wasn't doing all that great. But yeah. second year, when he turned that place upside down, so like there's there's some of those players that when they move across like the countries and all that and have to get used to other leagues it takes them a, a quite a bit long time but bro yeah. trust me once bailey gets acclimatized to this team now that Coutinho is here <laughs> yo he's the guy who's gonna be pulling the trigger man and if if i'm aston villa i'll be looking already at signing this guy full time but i don't know if they can if they can take his full-on wage on like barcelona yeah. did but yeah, that that's yeah that's the only problem with Coutinho. Um, I, yeah, yeah, I think you're right with uh, Coutinho being there. The one thing, my, I just, I, I find it so absurd that this guy could not make it at uh, Barcelona. And I think one of the biggest problems that I had with that was, 
they never gave Coutinho a chance, okay. like consistent chance to yeah. do this thing in Barca. Um, they I kept putting him in the, worst, in the worst fucking position, bro. He's or, or, not, not even, or not even playing. Not, forget yeah. about position. Sometimes they would straight up not even play. Now I'm like, you guys are struggling to win and you've got Coutinho on the bench. Like, Give him a run of game. It's almost the same thing with Vanderbeek, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Give the, give these players a run of games. You, you don't need you don't need them you don't need them to uh, come in and you're not winning anyway. Like if you are winning, then I'll say yeah. okay, you you're winning games. Um, mm-hmm. These guys have no no space on your team. But when yeah. you're struggling, you're a team like Barca or Manchester United. You've got a guy like Coutinho on your bench or Vanderbeek in your bench. Right. You're not even touching them. That the problem is with you guys. It's not with the player, you yeah. know. The the player has to prove to everybody that they suck. Mm-hmm. The thing they have to they have to show everybody that they're terrible players. Yeah. And the only way that they can show that they're terrible players is if you give them minutes to show that. If you don't right. give them minutes to show that, everybody will say, "Well, they never really got a fair shot." So mm-hmm. do they really suck, or are you just waffling and you know yeah. talking bullshit, right? So. Basically. Um, uh, Coutinho's uh, plight was it was really sad at Barca, and I, I just felt like he was unfairly maligned because I think mm-hmm. I, I I blame Coutinho for that because Coutinho left to Barca when he could have stayed at Liverpool, become a legend. Um, yeah, but rather he left to Barca, to, you know, because of this. He was, really one, of, he was one of the best players in the Eden Hazard uh, era too. Yeah, like, yeah, one of the best. This, players. Yeah, he had this ridiculous fantasy, and I think he paid the price for that. And I think. Uh, a part of that was not his fault. A part of that was his fault because he chose that club. Um, some but, people uh, still, some people still say Ronald Koeman didn't play. Uh, they, they didn't play uh, Coutinho because of that slap that fucking Bayern delivered to Barcelona. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the A two, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I mean, it, it like they, had a, they had a grudge against him because he came and destroyed them. But I was yeah. like, bro, it's you guys, you guys caused that issue on yourself when you loaned him out. You could have played him, you know what I mean? Like you could have played him, bro. You guys were too focused on Messi, you know. And now where is Messi? He's not there. So no. how are you building for the future, right? Yeah, I I think a part of that was just uh, I don't think he, he really impacted the game because he came in very late, right? He came yeah. in. Uh, you know, last uh, last minute, the game was already done, and then he added still, two more books and assists. Yeah, <laughs> still he added. He's he's in that history book right there. Yeah, and then they went on to win the win the Champions League that year too. So, yeah. well, another thing too is it's too early. He you know he always plays well against United anyway, so it's too mm-hmm. early. He may I have. Think, uh, I think at the mo- I think at the moment. See, all these guys all had the dream about Hazard had the dream about playing for Real Madrid. Mm. Barcelona had the dream about playing for uh, no Coutinho had the dream about playing for Barcelona. But mm. in the end, all these guys need to ask themselves is is it really the team that I want to play for? Or is it because of the major honors that these teams are getting? I know Hazard wanted the, the 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 Champions League. He wanted the Champions League. That is why he was he kept telling Chelsea buy more players that suit the the system that are, that that we're playing here that I'm excelling at. That way we can claim the Champions League, right? 
Coutinho, I think the same thing. He wanted the Champions League because the main two teams that were winning the Champions League were Barcelona, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Real Madrid during that during that period and that duration of time. So I think now that Coutinho has won the Champions League, he can relax, return to the Premier League, play your game, knowing that you have already won that major honor. Hazard now will forever be chasing this thing unless somehow he gets lucky they win the Champions League where he's at and he says, okay, yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? I think it's not the club. It's the major honor. You know? Yeah. You, want, you want to win that title and you feel like the team that you're with can't win that title. So you feel like the only way that you can win it is by going to Barcelona or Real Madrid. Right? That's my take on it. No, I, I think you're, you're, you're right about that you know, to an extent. A lot of these players grew up watching, you know, the white and the Laograda blue. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I think that um, they get infatuated with this idea that, you know, these guys are always in the running. Now, I they are right to an extent. Yep. Dude, if you look at it, if you come to the Premier League, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yes, yeah, City is dominating right now. But let's be mm-hmm. realistic. There are four to five strong teams in England. In yeah. fact... Uh, yes, yeah, City are owning the league, but you, have you seen how Liverpool cleared their group stage? Did yeah, you man. See, did you, yeah, did you see how Chelsea, you know, almost cleared a group stage except for that weird Zenit St. Petersburg uh, game? Yeah, um, and, and then you see what United did. Uh, United mm-hmm. is one of the worst Premier League teams right now, but they 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 went past and they're uh, over to the next round. So, yeah. Um, uh, the the Premier League is a slug fest, and then yeah. finally, when you get to the end of the cycle of the season, you mm-hmm. have finished, man. You yeah. are finished. In Spain, <laughs> in Spain, if you're if you're hanging in there, at least in the past, not now, but if you're mm-hmm. hanging in there with um, uh, what you call it, uh, um, uh, if you if you were hanging in there with uh, uh, Real Madrid or Barcelona. Your chances, your chances of getting, uh, you know, to a cup final is increase uh, increases exponentially, right? Yeah. Because every every time they're always in the running. Like didn't Real Madrid just win the Copa del Rey the other day? Uh, yeah, yeah. So exactly, and even Barcelona and Leti that were struggling at least made mm-hmm. it to the semi final. In mm-hmm. England, the FA Cup for you to make that. That final or semi-final of FA Cup is a slog fest. Like mm-hmm. the, the amount of games they play is notoriously heavy. Um, and it leads to it leads to players just getting this type of burnout that they just say, look, it's not worth it, man. Like I'm doing all this stuff and I'm still not getting there. Yeah. Without whereas the path, the, the path of least resistance is at, at Spain. And I could do so much more if I if I you know made the switch over there, right? So um, I think that's why they're making the switch. But on the other hand, I, you know, there's it's a part of that, and also it's a part of, uh, um, you know, the, the their boyhood dream or whatever it is that is in their minds in their mind. Yeah. But I, but personally, I just think it's 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 easier to go to uh, Real Madrid and Barca mm-hmm. and you get opportunities versus stay with either Chelsea, Liverpool, City, Tottenham, United, Arsenal, and just slug it out like. Week in, week out, like just tactical menace after tactical menace. The teams in England, 
they might be they I don't I don't think that they're better uh than um than you know other leagues in it, like everybody says but they're much more competitive and that's that's the thing you know you see that here they're much more competitive here um so you know I think that's why you see players uh, uh make that move yeah right? absolutely yeah but good on Villa, man, because I really think what Steven Gerrard is doing. I'm I'm curious to see what he does because if he if he really does well with Aston Villa, I want to see him take some take on another uh, uh, decent club and get his opportunity and you know move on to uh, bigger and better things. Absolutely. Uh, cool. But that's that, that's the wrap uh, for United and Aston Villa, um, two two draw and. Um, you know, the next game, I think, for United is against Brentford. I'm mm-hmm. expecting more calamity in that game, and uh, we'll love to see. Uh, honestly, at this stage, I actually would love to see United not qualify for the Champions League. I think that that's the best thing that could happen in the club. And in fact, no I Europa, don't, I don't, no I don't, Europe. I don't think United is qualifying for the Champions League. I think it will be Arsenal or Tottenham. Is Good. one of them. Good. I, I, I want it that way. I don't want any Europe, any Europe qualification. I don't want any of that. I want I want this United team to 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 technically fail to get to Europe. I want them to fail because it's a joke. Like there's no point. You know, whatever we're doing, there's no point in doing that. Yeah. Uh, on the other on the other side, uh, let's talk about some you know uh, you know updates, quick updates. Rafa Benitez got fired after uh, the two one loss against Norwich. Oh my uh, god, that you, was well deserved, man. <laughs> <laughs> You've been calling really him for the longest time. Jesus Christ. He, yeah. I think, I think he was still in a living, bro. <laughs> I, I honestly think that they're gonna be worse off without him. You think so? Yeah, I think Everton is riddled with the shits, just like United is. I think they are. Like they, they're not gonna find a winning solution. Um, they the, need the to, one, they need to find stability first. Yeah, my only one big critique of Rafa was. Uh, regardless, this this game, this was a kind of a do a do or die game, right? Yeah. It was a must win for him, and I think he kind of looked at it like, "Oh, it's Norwich. I think mm-hmm. we can get you here. Like, I don't need some of my star players." And then he benched uh, Rickardson for the start, yeah. um, only to later on bring him in and Rickardson scored the goal. And I was just like, "Rafa, what are you doing, man? Like, you you gotta start your best player. Like, I don't care if he just came back from." COVID, injury, whatever it is, got to start them. And they they have struggled with a lot of injuries and mm-hmm. uh, COVID. I think a lot of people forget that piece about it. Um, mm-hmm. But um, uh, the reality is this guy knows, I think he knows how to get results. He, he, may, not, he may not be the best, but mm-hmm. if they, I feel like if they gave him the whole season to do what he needs to do, Everton would you know they'll be they'll languish maybe 14th 15th uh and up um and they may not make it to europe which i think is what they want to do um but in the in the long run it'll pay off because next season the players understand them they get it they've sort of slogged through the through the mire and they've just figured it out um and then next season they will be they'll be back and they can they can give something uh a little bit more uh, 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 to to the uh, you know uh, in the league, that's what mm-hmm. I thought. But they jumped the gun. I feel like they jumped the gun too quick on this one. I think they needed to wait a little bit longer, 
Um, and and if they get into the relegation zone, they get into the relegation zone. But I'll tell you what, that the teams in the relegation zone are so freaking bad, man. Everton, yeah. like with Rafa Benitez, Everton would not have ended up getting relegated. Newcastle, well, Everton, Everton, Everton still won't get relegated, honestly, because yeah. like there's still three worse teams than them for sure. Um, yeah. I feel like he deserved to get fired. The recall, the recallison thing definitely was bad. But, bro, the fact that this guy has only won one game in 15, in 15, in 15, <laughs> it's terrible. That's the problem. And I feel, I honestly, bro, I feel like Everton is one of those teams that should be, like, at the top, maybe, like, in the first 10, you know? Not I, I in- will. Yeah, yeah I, I I hear I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Everton should be in the top ten, but remember mm-hmm. there was a team called Aston Villa that used yeah. to be in the top six for the longest time. I think with Martin O'Neill, and yeah. then all of a sudden they got relegated, and then reality hit them. Look, it nobody has the God-given right to be in the top six. Nobody has a God-given right to be top ten. Nobody has yeah. a God-given right to be top four. Nobody has, you know what I mean? Like, no, we don't. We, look at United. Look at Arsenal, right? Look at mm-hmm. these clubs. They're all, like, realizing that you can't just show up and then destiny gives you what you want. It's not how it works. You have to sweat for it. You mm-hmm. have to. And, and um, some, of the, some of the stuff comes down to the, cl- the culture of the club. How they deal with how they deal with failure, how they deal with uh, loss and failure, and and um, you know, and and what changes do they make? Are they the right changes? Things like that. It comes down to it comes down to those things. Yeah. Right? So, as the as a club, um, Everton, in my opinion, has been a failing club for the longest time. I don't really remember when they won a trophy last. Right. Mm-hmm. So they 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 had that stigma. He has one win in 15 games. So he's not in the bottom three. There's worse teams than he than them. Give him the time this season. Yes, he's not he's not uh, Ancelotti. He's not uh you know Mourinho. He's not the Conte. But give him one season to figure it out, get it right, get his players in, and in time you will now you will see the rewards. But if you chop and change now, guess what? You're gonna get somebody in. They're gonna repeat the same old thing. The only the only coach that I think that they can get right now that will be perfect for them is David Moyes. That's the only person I look at and I'm like, okay, bring back David Moyes. He's the only person that I feel that can come back and really do things because the fan base will be behind them. The mm-hmm. the the players will recognize him as a sort of a legend, even though he's not quite a, a legend, but a legend of the club in in his own way. Yeah. Um, and and that's the only person I think, but he would not come back. He's doing his own things in West Ham and he's getting results. Mm-hmm. Um, so who are you gonna who are you gonna bring now? Who which coach can come in now to do what what you want him to do in this league? Lucien Favre and Estova mm-hmm. Alberti. Would you guys want to come over to your club? Who would we want to come and take over the, the the job right now? Right? And, and yeah, they, they they asked um what do you call it? They asked Mourinho. He said, Hell no. <laughs> yeah, Mario doesn't want these. He's enjoying his time in Roma. But like, yeah. even even let's look at let's look at it from a different perspective, right? So we we want to talk about um, 
uh, 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 what they call it, um, man- managers and stuff, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, or who, who can come in, who can do whatever. Um, look at how, right? Uh, Newcastle replaced Steve Bruce, which Steve Bruce is a terrible manager, which I agree with. But yeah. still, I think Steve Bruce would have gotten some sort of results this season and they wouldn't have been in the bottom place. But Eddie Howe has won one game in 10. Has he been there for 10 games already? Yes. <laughs> He's won one game in 10. Remember what That's we said about Eddie Howe, though? We said that he was the scapegoat. <laughs> he was yeah, he the scapegoat. But I'm just saying, right? Like, just keep putting it in perspective. Everybody wants, like, well, I want a new manager. I want a new guy, right? Yeah, you have to absolutely really, get the right dude, you know. Yeah, exactly. Does the new does the new guy really look at Claudio Ranieri? They mm-hmm. fired uh, what was the other guy from uh, Watford, and are they even doing any much better? No, no, right. So this is what I'm saying, like you know, and I look back to as well Slavin Bilic with West Brom. They fired him, and then they got um, Big Sam, and mm-hmm. Big Sam got them relegated. It was like. Big Sam never gets anybody relegated, but for the first time, they got relegated. So this one, I go back and I say, people just need to think about these things real, real hard, right? Like, if you're gonna mm-hmm. get, if you, if you, if you're gonna fire the coach, you need the right replacements ASAP. Not even like you know ASAP. I, 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 I like the fact that they don't lack conviction and they can them. That's fair. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't, they did not do the. United thing, where it's like, oh, we'll wait and see. After you collected 5-0 against Liverpool and 2-0 yep. against Manchester City, we will wait and see, right? They didn't do the United thing. They did the right thing in Terminem, but I also think that they would have been much better if they sat down and just like, you know what? Let's just figure it out with this guy. We've gotten four or five of his players on this team. We've just got we've just got to stick it through. Really, we've got to stick it through. Right. Um but at the end of the day, we'll find out. We'll find out if that's the right decision or not. But I just feel that they, they jumped the gun too quick. I, I, I think he was. I don't think he was the right appointment anyway in the first place. But mm-hmm. I think that Rafa has pedigree. He knows his stuff. And if you give him the right time, trust me, you you will you will you will love what he what he what he brings. He will, he will figure it out with your team, and you guys will love what he brings eventually. He's a he's a defensive manager. His, his football kills the mind, <laughs> but yeah. in the long run, they he would get what he wants uh, mm-hmm. uh, for your squad. Yeah, um, the the short list because um, they they put it out on uh, what do you call it on <clears throat> on the Premier League thing earlier. So I took a picture of it, and I'm uh, just actually looking at it right now. The main guy right now is Rob, uh, Roberto Martinez in That's Belgium. A joke. Yeah, and That's then hold on, hold on, hold on. So it's Roberto Martinez, Wayne Rooney is the second, oh, uh, Duncan Ferguson is the third, Graham Potter is the fourth, Frank Lampard is the fifth, Nuno Espirito Santo is the sixth, Slavin Bilic is the seventh, and Jose Mourinho is the eighth. Mm. So they were probably going to wipe Jose off because they already like hit him up and he said no. So, out of out of all of those, uh, the one I would say they should go for is Duncan Ferguson because he's already in the club, right? Yeah, yeah. I absolutely despise the what he did to uh, Moise Kian, but he is he is the one that they just because he would just 
he knows how to steady the ship. That's the thing. He's that kind of a coach. And he did it the last time. He can do it again. Mm-hmm. So I think they should just call up Don. They should just say, hey, Duncan, just take over the team, man. Like, we're not going to kill ourselves anymore. It's uh, too much. And then the end of the season, they'll figure it out. Right. Yeah. As an, kind of like a, as an interim? Yeah, as an interim. And, mm. you know, they'll fi- then they'll figure out. Because Duncan Ferguson understands the club. He knows what's needed. Uh and uh, he's uh, he's actually a decent coach. Like he's he's not bad, you know. Yeah. He's uh, he 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 did. I think he did well when he left. He just he did some weird things uh, that I just didn't like. Said with the man management, Moise Kian and all that. But still, he's a very good. He's a he's a good coach. I think they should they should get him because that's the easiest way, and that's what's going to save them money, so they can stem the bleeding for a little bit and figure yeah. it out. That's what they need to do. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, man. Well, we'll see. I think we'll find out in the next like few days, or maybe a week or so, what yeah. they decide on. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's uh, jump over to African Nations Cup. Um, you know, we we've got a couple of minutes left. Chat about some Nations Cup. Nigeria. Nigeria won three one against um, Sudan. Uh, oh, man, we smoked them out, bro. We smoked yeah. them out. Putting us in pole position uh, for. Uh, uh, top spot uh, in uh, Group uh, C, I think, or I don't know what group we're in. Um, uh, Cameroon has qualified as the top team. They won. They tied one-one uh, today. Uh, was it today or yesterday? Today, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I guess Cape Verde and uh, Burkina Faso tied one-one uh, too as well um, against um, what was the other team? I can't remember. Burkina uh, Faso played against who again? I can't remember. My brain has run dry. Ethiopia. Uh, Ethiopia, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, very... Uh, uh, sorry? That was a good game. Yeah, it was a yeah, decent we game. Also, we also have the fact that uh, Algeria lost to Equatorial Guinea. Dude, uh, yesterday. 1-0. Just, I just saw the highlights on that. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Algeria, you know? fuck man. Algeria, like... Now, 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 Algeria has one tie, one loss. The next yep. game, if they tie, they are out. If what they win in the next game, yeah, they play against um, what do you call it, Ivory Coast. Oh, blood and thunder. Oh, oh, oh. Ivory Coast, by the way, I, I just I watched the game that, that today. I caught that up was, on that. That was some weird ass shit. That, 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 that was keeper. crazy. <laughs> how that does a keeper crazy. not catch that ball like that, bro? How do you, <laughs> how you fumble it like as if it's like as if you're playing football, bro? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. American football. He fumbled it. <laughs> do you think? Uh, the way he fumbled it was so fucking funny, man. Um, do you think? Do you think that he was actually injured or he was faking it? Like the 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 goalkeeper? Yeah, because remember they stretched him out, right? And Sergio Ria had to be the goalie. So if any person doesn't know what happened, okay, so let's let's ch- chat about Ivory Coast real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. The Ivory Coast game uh, was actually was one of the best games I've seen. Yeah. Why? Because both sides, like, look, Sierra Leone had nothing. They were they were not skilled. They were not uh, tactically astute. Uh, actually, I would say they were a bit tactically astute, but they were just they were not that great. If yeah. uh, on, on a different day, Ivory Coast would have won that game six two. But mm-hmm. 
Ivory goes to miss chance after chance after ch- uh, Kessie, who is now rocking the bald head. I don't know how, when he got bald. Like, you know, as, a, as both of us who are balding dudes, uh, yeah. that surprised me. I was like, what the hell? Kessie has a bald head now? But anyway, mm-hmm. he missed a penalty, right? Missed a freaking penalty. And then uh, Haller scores. Um, Musa scores for Sierra Leone. And then um, Pepe scores. Beautiful goals, by the way. But yeah. Ivory, Cote d'Ivoire, Ivory Coast were missing chance after chance after chance. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, last a little bit, Eric Baye gets an injury, gets subbed out. Um, this guy comes in. The a ball comes in the box. They head it back to the goalkeeper. Guess what happens? <laughs> the goalkeeper fumbles, catches the ball, fumbles the ball, and then goes out injured, right? But in the same time, he fumbles it. I, uh, Sierra Leone scored the scored the tying goal, two two, right? Mm-hmm. But then he goes out injured, and then I'm like, okay. Part of me was like, is he faking it or is this legit? Like this guy got an injury. I think he was faking it, man. I think yeah. the guy just realized, like, I'm gonna get fucked up when I get <laughs> back home. I better claim that I got hurt or some shit and <laughs> that got for me, right? So. Yeah. They, and then they, they literally stretched the guy out and he's like holding his arm or some shit. Uh, maybe broken finger. I don't know, right? But I thought yeah. it was hilarious because I'm like, this guy, 100% is not injured. 100%. Yeah. He is not injured at all. Anyway, but that's my own two cents. That game was wild. It was a fun game to watch and uh, uh, one of the best games I've seen this uh, African Nations Cup. I thought it was hilarious. It was a good game. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, but uh, with the way things are still looking like, um, are you still going to say Ivory Coast are going to be are still wanting uh, to win the thing? Honestly, bro, now we need to see how Nigeria plays in their next game. And I think it's going to be down to uh, Nigeria and Morocco. <laughs> really? I, I, I still think it's Cameroon and Morocco because Cameroon themselves against Cape Verde missed chances too. They oh, yeah, missed. they missed. They oh miss, but you got to finish your cake, bro. You got to finish your dinner. You know what it's I mean? Like, yeah. Because if, if it comes down to it, if Nigeria played against them and Nigeria is able to, to finish and Cameroon doesn't, Nigeria beats, right? So <clears throat> I still think, yeah, Cameroon is still a, a huge favorite because he's in the home ground, you know, home advantage. But I still think Nigeria, Morocco – they still have a massive, massive, more, more, probably more of a bigger chance now, because the way that uh, the way that these guys were say, um, the way they've been playing is like they haven't been allowing teams to have chances on them, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. gonna. I think it's gonna come down to who has the best defense and who can finish. That's it. Yeah. The end of the day. It, it, you're, you are right. It will come down to that. Um, I I think, uh, but I still think Morocco and Cameroon. I think Cameroon, I, I can't remember, but it looked like Cameroon were playing a couple of guys uh, just to kind of get some fresh legs in and the rest some people. Because yeah. this game, like, these games have been rampant, man. They've been playing nonstop over and over mm-hmm. and over again. So I think that's what uh, the Cameroonians um, uh, were doing. Um, mm-hmm. I hope that follows the same format and just rest up some players because yeah. they played 12 games like in 180 minutes on their legs in four days uh they kind of mm-hmm. need a little bit 
uh, of a break for some players, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Morocco, Morocco still stand a very good chance. And looking at Ivory Coast, honestly, except for that Shodi defending and the goalie, I always used to make fun of Boho. You know, I always send uh, Ahmad uh, stuff where I'm just making funny jokes about Boho and how terrible he is as a goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, but uh, they, a goalie is a big, big problem. Um, yeah. If you don't have a good goalkeeper, just forget it, man. Just forget it. It's not gonna. It it's not gonna really do you guys any any good when you're when you're in the crunch and your goalie makes uh, um, uh, a silly mistake like that, right? So, uh, for me, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's as simple as. Who, who has a very, as you mentioned, strong defense, yes. But I think, like, teams that are missing opportunities will eventually find their scoring form. I feel like they're going to do it. Mm. But where I think it's going to be a problem is those teams that cannot defend. Um, yeah. The other thing, too, as well, don't sleep on Senegal. Don't sleep oh, on yeah. Senegal, right? Um, you know, they tied, I think they, they tied their last game, right? Yeah, they tied, their, they tied their last game. Yeah, they tied the last game, but yeah, don't sleep on them because they're still a solid team. Um, yeah. So it's gonna it, it's it's gonna take more than um, a couple of games to really uh, mess about with them, right? So don't yeah. don't sleep. On, every, don't sleep I think on every everybody is still in it because um, the top two in each group goes through, but then it's like the uh, four of the third uh, best place teams also go through. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's kind so of like they're still pretty much in it. So all they need to all they need to do is win and become one of the best third place teams. Algeria can still do it, even. So yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. You know, we're getting we're cr- crunching down now to the end of the group stage, and then after that, we'll see how the how the how is lining up for the round of sixteen. So. Yeah, no, I'm curious. I'm curious to see how that goes, but uh, I hope uh, I hope Algeria gets knocked out, man, because that would be pretty good. But well, yeah. <laughs> the last the last time I, I said something like that, uh, I said it about Tunisia, and uh, guess what happened? Tunisia ended up um, uh, what you call it? Uh, Tunisia ended up jeez uh, uh, oh, um, going to the quarters of the semis, right? No, 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 no. They ended up beating uh, Mauritania for nothing. So oh yeah, after after calling them Team Haram Ball, they ended up like actually playing exquisite football. But yeah. it's Mauritania, like that team, that Mauritania team is not that good. In fact, I don't even know who who's on that bloody team. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I will I will take that result with a grain of salt. Like their defense was absolutely shambolic. Tunisia should have, <laughs> Tunisia should have scored eight nothing. It was that bad. Yeah, um, but I guarantee you, the moment Tunisia faced a proper team. <laughs> just watch them like park the bus, counterattack, get one goal up, and then like dive all over the pitch for the rest of the ninety minutes. Bro, Alge- it- Algeria, when when they were going up to go and score these goals, you will see Equatorial Guinea. Five of their five or six of their players will run to the net. The perfect tactics, man. Oh man. <laughs> They were having people hang off the posts, man. <laughs> but then the, the keeper, um, but Algeria also scored a goal, but it was rude offside, right? Oh, but they the scored keeper, two, I think. Yeah, the, the keeper had some really good saves, man, honestly. Yeah. yeah. 
But no, I, 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 Ivory Coast needs to do everybody a favor and knock them out because if they do that, whew, thank you. Just beat them one nil, like show the disgusting one nil. Uh, you know the referee that called the game in eighty nine minutes. Get that referee, you know, let him, let him, let him call it after they just got up one one nil. Sixty five minutes. Blow the whistle. Weep, weep, weep. Like we'll watch the riots, man. You, know, you guys will see real African football. You guys will see find something on the field. But uh, yeah, get that referee so that they can call the game after sixty five minutes. Uh, after yeah. Ivory Coast are up one nothing. That's yeah. that's my dream to see the game. <laughs> But even uh, even Equatorial Guinea playing out their socks too. They they outplayed Algeria at some point in the game too, man. They like, tried, but Algeria Algeria just Algeria was a better team. It's just yeah, it have luck. Yeah, yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, we're out of time. We're pushing about uh, past the one thirty, the thirtieth mm-hmm. minute. So. Uh, you know, quite a quite a show. Uh, late night. We gotta go to bed. We got work tomorrow. Yes. Um, but uh, either way, I think uh, this has been good. But I want to say, um, you know, thanks everybody for listening to the show. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, please, please, please like, subscribe, uh, share. And if you don't like it, uh, it's okay. Um, you know, share it as well and share how you know this show annoys you with other people. <laughs> So that they can give us feedback. <laughs> oh, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't touch on, we didn't touch on the game yesterday, man. Well, how, how did you enjoy uh, it? Nah, that game was fun. That game was fun. That game was fun. But um, you know, to the wire. Yeah, it went down to the wire. It was a good game. It was a really good game. But I don't think our uh, our guys, uh, you know, on the pod, uh, really care about uh, this piece. But uh, I will say. Um, you know, it was uh, it was a good game. It was a very good game. I think that was the best game that I've seen you guys play this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the way you guys play with the football and uh, you know, move the ball. Actually, your build up was actually way better. Um, yeah, and you, you can finally see that uh, the team is coming around. That's mm-hmm. the you got to look at those performances and see the team is coming around. EMFC had a lot of very like I remember some of those guys used to you know they used to play with Fiji or something. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they 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 had some really good ballers on uh, AMFC's team. I, I think there was a guy who looked like Udani with the Mohawk. Um, he yeah. was quite close to be scored that uh, this the second goal, the power play goal. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, but overall, you guys play well, play well, yeah. very good, very good game for the first time. Um, I'm seeing something come out of it. And Kennedy, <laughs> even though even though Kennedy still struggles track him back, uh, he actually played way better. Like he actually yeah. showed some fights uh defensive mm-hmm. which is right. which is what you need if that guy can give you guys 20 percent of a solid defensive play mm-hmm. um i believe that uh you guys will be a much better team so right, um, right. He, just, he just yeah he just needs to keep doing that right so mm-hmm. um very good game very very good game from you guys and uh the fc1 team didn't play up to scratch they played well in the first half second half they were just absolutely abysmal so uh, <laughs> We both saw that. I don't know what was going on with them. I think they took their foot off the gas. It could have been four four if uh, um, lads were clinical. So, but overall, right. yeah, it was good. It was good outing from mm-hmm. your from your team. Absolutely. You know, I was I was so I was so proud in that uh, in that last like te- uh, last four or five minutes after yeah. we scored the goal, we had to live with that pressure, man. And it was like 
that was where it was like it was so hectic, man. But they actually like they ramped up and they pushed their intensity, and they yeah. kept up with everything they were doing. And and I was just so proud of them after that, man. It, that was yeah. it, it was it was a very good positive glimpse as well, you know, heading into this next uh, very very tough games. We have to play Croatia next. <laughs> Both 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 FC one and FC two have to play Croatia. Oh, yeah. FC one plays Croatia on Thursday. FC two plays Croatia on Sunday. So oh. it's gonna be yeah. It's a Croatia bonanza. <laughs> a Croatia bonanza. Yeah, they're a very good team. So yeah, um, but it's definitely yeah. it's definitely a time to right all the wrongs that we made from that game and and fix it up because now the second legs we're only like four five six points away from provincials. So we still keep doing this. We keep doing this. Win, 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 win. Keep winning, and then we should be in that provincial spot, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no. Yes, sir. In due time, man. In due time. But uh, good result, and that's I, I, the the one thing I said in my mind when I was watching you guys play. Well, I'm like, I'm like, God, the performance is good. You guys just need the result, and that's yeah. for me. It's always. You can, we always talk about, oh, yeah, you know, pressing from the front, uh, proactive play. You know, mm-hmm. you have my we talk about vertical, tiki-taka. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pressing every metal football. That all don't mean mm-hmm. shit. If you yeah. get a result, that's what matters. At the end of right. the day, if you win the game, um, you know, because uh, uh, your guys finished better, scored uh, the goals that they needed to score, mm-hmm. that is literally what matters um right. getting those three points right so um you guys managed to get that result and that was a big deal and uh very very tough game very that game was tough um, yeah, tommy made some crazy saves too man jeez yeah oh yeah having a strong goalkeeper goes a long way too if you don't have mm-hmm. a you know especially in the indoor that's played like hockey right if you don't have a good goalie like that then you know you're struggling for the whole game so, right right absolutely cool man but anyway, good note to end the show on. Um, it's late night. We got to catch some ziz. Yes, uh, you, sir. Guys, you guys stay safe. Omnicron is still out there. Voltron is coming soon. <laughs> yeah, Voltron. Anyway, <laughs> you guys have a fantastic evening. Thank you very much and uh, have a great one. Thanks, guys. Ciao.